absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome, podcast patrons, to episode 25 of Leave the Pin In. I'm Dan. This is my buddy, the Fish and Chips world record holder, Scott. Scott, what's the good word? Uh, I am actually a huge fan of fish and chips. Um, uh, I don't know how much fish and chips is a big thing in Northern Ireland, but you know, since we are talking about the UK, uh, yeah, I'm we down. have finally made it to Open Week, the last major, Glory's last shot, if you will. I, I keep. It's crazy that this is the the last major of the year. Um, cause I keep thinking like, oh, well there's still the PGA, but that already happened and I yeah, was there. It did. So, and you handed out a ton of leave the pin and stickers. Uh, the people love for sure. leave the pin in. So you gotta give Always. the people what they want. Hey, listen, before we do anything, Scott, I want to shout out to our newest sponsor, Mulligan's Golf. Uh, M-U-L-L-I-G-A-N-Z, Mulligan's Golf online, Mulligan's Golf on Twitter, as well as Instagram, so they provide, provided us with some pretty cool gear. I know you got an awesome hat. I got a hat and a shirt. And I want to let the people know right now, it's Monday we're recording, um, day after the John Deere. And on Thursday, we're going to release a podcast that I did with Doug, the founder and owner of Mulligan's Golf Apparel. And he was nice enough to provide two items, a uh, gorgeous white fitted hat as well as a T-shirt to our listeners and we're going to be doing a giveaway on our instagram page on thursday what do you think about that scotto moving on and moving up aren't we uh i think that's awesome and i think that uh it's going to be a, a fine partnership with doug um from what i hear the hats are awesome and i'm kind of looking forward to rocking that on a future scott versus some yeah golf for sure we got to talk about that later scott versus monroe country club scott played a raccoon track Last week, if you didn't get to catch it on our Instagram story, it was pretty hilarious. Uh, but, Scott, let's get into the PGA Tour first, all right? Dylan Fratelli, Mama Fratelli's boy in the Goonies, wins the John Deere, and he wins on 18 with leaving the pin in, Scott. We've arrived. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, shout-out to Dylan getting himself into the Open, winning your first PGA Tour event. And doing it in style by leaving the pin in because, I mean, let's be honest. If you leave the pin in, chances are, statistics show, that your chances of winning your first PGA Tour event uh, go Basically way up. 100% increase. Am I right? He never won before. He left it in Hasht- and he won. Hashtag there fake Scott. Um, Scott, what was pretty cool is when that happened, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't watching. I was doing some other stuff. Um, but... I go to check Instagram, and there were literally tons of mentions of us for Leave the Pin In, and everyone was tagging this photo or this uh, video that the PGA Tour had come out with of Dylan Fratelli with his glasses on, and it's funny because his Instagram name is Fratelli Vision, so Dylan Fratelli uh, mm. putting with the pin in on 18. I, I believe, Scott... Uh, uh, I think it's the first time all year, or since the rule change has occurred, that someone's done it on the PGA Tour, at least that I've seen. Uh, I'm sure people have done it 
Um, but I don't think anyone's made a, a winning putt with okay. the, the pin in. All right. So. Well, I know they've done it. But I mean, by leaving the pin in, it's a it's a cultural revolution. It's a <laughs> shift in thinking, if you will. But on the 18th, to see a winner putt with it in, that's not Bryson. That's big. I, you know what? It's I, I think part of it was him just going. You know what? Let's uh, give this little podcast a nice shout out. I'll leave the pin in here. I'm gonna win with style. Everyone's gonna look at that and be like, hmm. Maybe I should leave the pin in too. And and then check it out and listen to some awesome golf. I think golf so. Uh, so definitely making a name. And hey, shout out to Dylan Fratelli for winning his first event. Um, also big. And I don't. I, I you know I'm not gonna go through all the scores or anything. But again, another week. Colin Morikawa, top five, finishes fourth. He was four out of it. Never was close. But finished the weekend 65-66. Yeah, again, you know, the, the, the class of 2011, that Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Daniel Berger group, um, I think that they should probably watch their back because these young kids are coming. And, you know, Wolf and Hovland, that, that's going to be oh, a crew for right sure. there. I mean, there's just some, some good playing. And, again, you just mentioned Victor Hovland, another top 20 for him. He finishes 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Wolf made the cut. He finishes like 30-something, I think 37th. Uh, not exactly correct. There's something around there. I mean, these guys are, without a doubt, making a name for themselves. Oh, totally, totally. And, again, completely expected. It's one of those, like, you know, you sit the back and you watch, and you're like, oh, who the next great player is going to be? And I think for a long time it's been, you know, Hovland and Wolf. So, you know, throw more cow in there, and now we're yeah. Imagine if we had a new big three, kind of in the same vein as as Gary Arnold and Jack, with those guys. You know, everyone thought it was going to be Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and maybe Patrick Reed or Ricky or whatever. Name any of those guys, and imagine mm-hmm. we had to wait six or seven more years, and it happens to be this class of guys right now. You know, we could be watching the future. I mean. Oh, it, it, it totally could happen because, you know, again, like you said, you know, they're not they're not intimidated by it. They've they've prepared for this. This has been their, you know, they, they knew that this was going to happen. So they're they're ready for it. Yeah, and they've seized every opportunity yes. so far. Um, so, Scott, I want to get into a little bit of a, a tour pros messing up segment. We've had a, we've had a few tour pros mess up. Big time this weekend. Uh, one of our favorites, actually. We followed him at the Jersey playoff event last year. Peter Huline gets DQ'd from the John Deere. Mm. Uh, I missed what he got DQ'd The dumbest thing for. in the world, Scotto. He gets DQ'd for signing okay. an incorrect scorecard. That is still a thing. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even understand how that happens in 2019. Every shot is maybe not televised, but every shot is recorded with a walking scorer. Every single person knows what you shot. If you can't keep 18 simple numbers on your card, I think you deserve to get DQ'd. Like, you're talking basic elementary math. You are talking numbers, for the most part, under 7. Usually there's nothing higher than a 7. Uh, so you're writing one through seven in a box 18 times. 
you're adding them up. Play play good golf, right. and do you have, that. You're fine. Right. And you have another guy with you who you're paying to kind of keep track of that along right. with and you. And you have another tour pro that is keeping your score. Exactly. Yeah, that oh, was Oh, I thought you meant like next. the walking score like and the you, volunteer. Well, yeah, well, no, I mean, obviously you have your caddy right. who you're paying, and then they have another tour pro. Then you have the walking scorer. Then you have the other tour pro's caddy. Then there's probably someone following you who you can kind of, like, give a glance to and have sure. your fingers up. I know it's sure. technically illegal, but... But you also, Scott, go to a scoring trailer, tent, shack, shed, something before you go, mm-hmm. before you leave, and you go in there... With the people that you played with, you sit down. You and I have seen it happen. We've been there. You sit down. You add it up. Mm-hmm. You sign the card over. You take that card. You sign it. He signs yours or she, depending on what tour you're on. And you come up with a number. You say, is that what I shot? Yes. Is that what you had? Is that what you had? Yes. Yes. How can that many people get it wrong? Or how can you be that stupid that in this day and age, 2019, you get DQ'd for signing an incorrect scorecard? Yeah, let, let's get those discrepancies sorted out before you leave the course. It's 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 just it's mind blowing to me for the amount of money that these guys are playing for each and every week. It's mind blowing. Yeah, and and again, it's not like they're they're shooting these crazy high numbers. Like, can you count to eighty? Because chances are that's going to be as as high as you're going to get, and that would be. You know, once in a rare time, most of the time, it's, you know, 75 or lower. Yeah, I mean, like, Peter Uline shot a 70. Like, you a 70 and a 70. You messed up counting 70. Exactly. Like, a number easily divisible by five, you messed up counting to. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, it it keeps happening, and... uh, at least I don't think he blamed someone right. else for it. So. All right. Um, here, here's another tour pro, Scott. Uh, Steven Jaeger. Germany's own Steven Jaeger. You know a lot about mm-hmm. him. Stefan, Stefan Jaeger, maybe? Mm. Steve, Stefan? Steven? Uh, I don't know a ton no. about him. Let me but... give you his numbers. He withdrew. Okay? He withdrew from the John yes, Deere. Yes, I saw that. Because he had a score of 52. You say 52? That's... Pretty damn good score. Put him on 59 watch. Yeah, you could have put him on 59 watch on the 12th hole. In 11 holes, mm. he shot 52. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, not, not if you're no. not if you're shot him. 40 on his front nine, and then made par on the 10th hole. Proceeded to make triple on the second hole, which was his 11th, and then he withdrew. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe he was injured. Oh, you think it was like a Tiger scenario? Yeah, it's one of those like, ah, I can't hit these shots now, my wrist or something. Well, you think maybe he was mentally strained uh, from actually doing the addition and realizing it was so high? Um, that's also possible. I mean, there's also the, you know, he's from Germany, so maybe it was one of those like, you know, I, I'm, I'm I can go back to Germany and get out of here early. I mean, 
I know he lives in the U.S. because he's on, you know, the, the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, but, you yeah. know, who knows? Maybe that's what he's doing. Here's another tour pro that messed up. My man, Ian Poulter. Uh, so, Ian Poulter is... Uh, I saw the sweat. Oh, yeah, his that. boob sweat. Yeah, they're getting yeah. big, man. He might need a sports bra soon. Mm, it would be yeah, stylish, maybe. at least. Like a lavender type lilac. Yeah. Yeah. It matches lilac, the slacks. Yeah. So Ian Poulter goes on an Instagram rant about checking into his hotel and them not having a room ready for him. And it goes, you know, through his Instagram story. You know, he's everyone knows he's prolific at, at Instagramming and social media. He goes on this long rant, this tirade about how there's no room available, yet he has the confirmation email. And it's about five, six minutes long. And then the next Instagram story that pops up is, oh, sorry, uh, I tried to check in on the wrong date. <laughs> yeah. Oops. So, since he couldn't check into the hotel or sleep there, he obviously found somewhere to sleep. He decided that I'm going to go to the golf course. I'm going to practice, and then I'm going to play 18 holes. So he lets everyone know what time he's going to play 18 holes. If you see me out there, see me out there, say hi. Cut to the next Instagram story. Hey, folks, I can't get to the golf course because I don't have a pink sticker. I can't get a pink sticker because the pink sticker is at the golf course, and I can't get on the golf course. This is a decade-and-a-half-long tour pro. That has played multiple opens. Now, oh, wait, Scott. It's I'm not done yet. Oh, oh sure. Better. Then he booked a rental car. Well, since he got there a day early, unbeknownst to him, the rental car wasn't ready. So what he did was he had to, like, book one that night. So obviously he's not booking a, a you know, uh, like Dodge Charger or something like that as far as a rental car goes, he's getting something along the lines of, you know, something, uh, something. Uh, can you rent, can yeah, you rent you know, a Ferrari? something spicy, if you will, right? So he pays this exorbitant amount of money to have the car right then and there. Then he finally gets this pink sticker, gets to the open, and finds out that since he's a Mercedes ambassador, Mercedes is giving him a car for the week. <laughs> Is, uh, is it is it just Murphy's Law with him of dumb luck for this week, or is he, like, that out of touch with reality? This is a guy that I want to ask, how much does a gallon of milk course uh, cost, Ian Poulter? Uh, there's no way he would know. So he, here's my question, uh, and you and I have been around tour pros kind of behind the scenes. We know what things that they are handed at everything exactly so we know all of these things are sort of available to them that there's someone who is there to make sure that there's tickets for friends if they need them there's someone there to handle travel situations if they need that there's someone there to arrange you know uh, lodging if so needed all of these things are, are done for them does Ian Poulter maybe just not trust the PGA Tour to do that for him? Or was this one of those things where the PGA Tour is not as involved because it's 
over in Europe. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's a dude that obviously splits his time between the two tours. He spends a ton of, you know, he lives mm-hmm. over in, in the UK in the summertime. So, like, to me, I would love to, from, from a content standpoint, I'd love to be like, wow, what a moron. Like, how many times he messed up. But then when you dive into it, you're, not, you're like, you know what? This dude is probably juggling 50 things a day. And uh, I could see how dates can get messed up. Scott, I'm going to tell you a, a funny story about myself on how I messed up a date one time. I got tickets to Avengers Live, okay, for one of my son's birthday presents. And do you remember this? Sounds, okay. sounds terrific. Um, and what happened was, for everyone out there, is it was like the year was something like 2016, okay? Well, it was like August of 2016. And I bought tickets thinking that the tickets were for November 2016. And this was in a city that was, you know, a drive away where we had to spend a night in a hotel. And we get to the event, we get to the arena that night, and there's a hockey game going on. And I'm going, well, there's no way in hell the hockey game can be done in time. You know, I wonder what happened. So let me check all the local media, stuff like that. Um, No, Scott, I bought a ticket for November 2017. Now, why they were selling tickets to an event a year and a half ahead of time is unbeknownst to me. But <laughs> I consider myself... you got to get those event yeah. live tickets before they come out. I consider myself a highly educated and very intelligent person with also very good common sense. And I screwed up big time on that one. We still laugh about it today in my family. So I could see how Ian Poulter might mess up um, every once in a while, especially with international travel. But just the fact that things compounded themselves over and over and over for him. Uh, he ends up on Tour Pro's Messing Up segment. Hmm. Well, yeah. But you know what? He probably loves it. Sure. Anyway. It's, again, great content. And Mercedes yeah. is reaching out like, oh, Ian, don't worry. We got you covered, man. Like, we'll take care of you. And it's nice to feel needed. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, well, thanks for, you know, one, paying me to wear your logo on my shirt, and two, thanks for the car. So we got to tell people, Scott, about the Masters. I know this is a a, a quick transition, right? But Mm. tell people about your Masters tickets this year. Oh, so there is a tradition unlike any other. Um, and it comes right. every spring. Actually, usually it comes every summer. And that is the master's rejection letter. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah. <clears throat> I checked my email. And it said, you know, ma- your master's tickets. And I was like, oh. And it's like, oh, you have not been All selected. right, well, let, let me tell people about my master's tickets. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got... Rejected. So what you're saying is, uh, we're we're not going to the masters unless unless my parents got their masters tickets. Guess what, Scotto? Guess where we're going in April? To mm, tell. Probably to play golf with each other somewhere, but definitely not the masters. 
Yeah, well, that's what I figured. All right. Well, I from the last time we went, which was now six years ago, um, I have four of the plastic souvenir, you know, drink cups. One of them is broken. I use it to keep pencils in my desk. Um, pencils in, in on my desk. Um, and I need to replace the fourth one, so I have a set of four here at home. Um, so anyone wants to give us master's tickets, because you can't sell them, because that's highly illegal. If you want to just give them to Dan and I, by all means, just reach out. I will gladly fly into Columbia, South Carolina, and meet someone at the gates of Augusta National uh, to go in. Because like Scott said, it is a tradition unlike any other, and that is receiving your rejection letter. Hopes are always high, and then hopes always get crushed. So what I did, Scott, in addition to being rejected from the Masters, was trying to get in through another door. Because when one door closes, sometimes, Scotto, another door opens. So, uh, yeah. I've heard so that. I applied for media credentials from the Masters. And guess what, hmm. Scotto? Um, I'm guessing that they were like, oh, your podcast is awesome. By all means, bring you and your whole team down. Oh, and no. It's actually the exact opposite. We're still not going to the Masters. Ah, so okay. there is an interview process for new media request members. And the minimum amount of followers you need or listens per episode is 10,000. Now, Scott, we have grown exponentially. You know that. The numbers support that. The numbers show that. Oh, it's... It's, it's surprisingly uh, impressive. But we're still not at 10,000 an episode. Um, so I told them we were, and I got an email back that said, okay, all we need is proof that you're at 10,000 an episode. So I then emailed them back and said, would you like phone numbers of all of our listeners in order to call them? Uh, I haven't heard back from Augusta. Hmm. Yeah, I'm Probably guessing you not. Won't. Um, so there you go. Leave the pin in, just like most of the folks out there listening. Also, not going to the Masters. Um, Scott, we had Stephen I'm a Corn Ferry Tour Pro, Corn Tour Pro on the podcast. Got very good listens off of that and got, uh, a lot of good responses from him. He's very open, very excited to be on. I'd met his wife when I was down at the Savannah Golf Championships on the Corn Tour. And one thing led to another. We kept in touch, both his wife and I and Stephen and myself, and got a chance to sit with him, which was, which was very cool, and talk to him. They just finished up mm. in Colorado, Scott. Uh, they played a shade under 8,000 yards. Obviously, it's at elevation. And right. Nelson Ledesma from Argentina wins with a bird in the last hole. His first tour win ever, 13 years being a tour pro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him. Uh, and now, you know, that's obviously, you know, putting him a leg up on getting right. into Right, he's the got his tour, tour card now because he's in the top 25. Basically, you need to win on the corn tour right. and, and you'll automatically secure a tour card for the next year. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think you still, there's some limitations to what you're getting into but my guess is you know most 
most of those guys are writing their own ticket for most. Yeah, well, most if you're in the top 25, you get your tour card for next year. But again, it doesn't get you into any any of the WG. Excuse me, the WGCs. It does not get you into any of the majors. So there's eight tournaments right there, or nine tournaments right there. Uh, it gets you into none of the playoff events. So obviously, it gets you into all the fall season, uh, aka the silly season events, mm. and then all the alternate field events like your your Barbersaw Championships, which we have coming up, et cetera, et cetera. I want to give you two names, Scott, and I want you to tell me what the hell these two were doing playing in a corn tour event. Are you ready? Yeah. Angel Cabrera. What? Yeah, the- I saw that what? one. What? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I. What? Let me look up his like. I don't status. think he has any status. His- he has no points towards the top twenty-five. He, he's like three hundredth in the world well, now. On the corn tour, but he has to have some PGA well, tour status. Well, I mean, he, he's, he's obviously got – well, I don't know about his PGA tour status. I mean, he's got status because of some of the major wins, but, you know, how that translates to 2019 PGA tour, I don't know. See if you can find that. And the other one makes a little bit more sense because he lives in Colorado, David Duval. Yeah, David Duval, he's – I I think he plays whenever someone calls and says, "Hey, you want to yeah, play?" Yeah, I mean, he missed the cut by you know an outrageous amount. So did Angel Cabrera. Um, part of me wonders if Angel was there because Nelson Ledesma is from Argentina. Maybe maybe he has some sort of connection to him. You know, maybe it's like a Brooks Chase Kepka mm. type thing. Like Brooks is like, "Hey, I'll go in the field if my brother can come." I don't know. Uh, maybe. I'm just I'm, I'm gasping at straw, yeah. Scott. All right, Scott, let's take a quick break just to talk about our sponsor real quick, all right? Go for it. All right, cool. We're back. Um, Scott, so you had a pretty, uh, pretty watched Instagram story this week. Why don't you tell people about Scott versus Monroe Country Club? Uh, so, yeah. So, I... One of my uh, things that I kind of wanted to do this summer was play some of the other local courses that are, you know, around where I live that I've never even thought about playing because, uh, you know, I've I've had a membership and I don't really, you know, play other places when I have a club membership. I didn't take one this year for just this reason. So I went on to uh, one of the, the Golf Tea Time sites and I saw... Monroe Country Club as an option. Um, I think it was $20 with a cart because I had to take a cart because I was not a member. And I was like, okay, you know what? 20 bucks isn't bad. I'm going to head out there. It's not too far. And, you know, go see what's up. So got there um, and, you know, got my, my cart. And I was not the only person on the course. There were, I think, two other groups. Um, and the course was, as Dan and I like to call it, a raccoon track, um, which is, like I said on the video, uh, a course that uh, the conditions maybe at one point were better than they are now. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Now, what interested me Fair. was that mm-hmm. it was called Monroe Country Club. So Monroe Country Club at one point was probably a fully private country club. Now it's semi-private, so it is still only open to members okay. on weekends. Um, 
which my guess is there's maybe not that many members. So it probably just sits empty gotcha. most weekends. Um, which is probably a bad move on the membership's part because they probably don't want to open it up to non-members on weekends, but they'd probably make some money that way. Um, and my guess is, you know, I'd say, you know, 50, not 50, but eh, 25, 30 years ago, this place was probably like a happening golf course. Um, it was designed, it's only nine holes, but um, it was designed by William okay. Flynn who designed other famous courses like Marion and Shinnecock and Pine Valley. So it has some sort of, you know, pedigree as, you know, if you will. Um, the course itself, I mean, one of the par threes is kind of whatever, but the rest of it was pretty decent if it was in better shape. Um, and it just wasn't. So um, I can't say I didn't have uh, a bad time because I had a decent time. It was good golf and, you know, sometimes you just have to make it what it, you know, make it better than it actually is. So in my head, it was, you know, a great right. golf course. So I, I had fun. Well, I mean, that's all that matters. And One of the things that it, made me laugh out loud, actually, was the fact that they had one of the tee boxes set on the side of a hill. Uh, no, that's the only one I took a picture of. Oh, there of. were others. There oh, were multiple. Um the first one, the first hole was set on the side of a hill. Actually, it was kind of not on the side of a hill. It was on the front of a hill. So, like, if you just imagine kind of like the the part that mm-hmm. pitches down, it was there. Uh, the second hole, that's the that one had a, an actual tee box. The third hole is the one I took the picture of. The fourth hole was on the side of a hill. The fifth hole, they were aerating when I got to, so he kind of left part of it for me to hit a, a shot from. And eight and nine were both on the that side. That is of fantastic. Yeah. Now, they were aerating the, the tees, um, so I'm guessing they just moved the tee boxes you know, while the guy oh, was okay. aerating. He hadn't gotten to yeah, those gotcha. holes yet, so I did just tee off from... Like the T box on some okay. of those holes. Where, I um, where so. is Scott playing next? Uh, Scott is playing tomorrow. Uh, my thing is, I check in the morning and I kind of pick the best deal um, that's local. So I'm not 100% sure where I'm going to go tomorrow, but my plan is to, to head out, you know, sometime tomorrow morning and. Maybe get around in about 10, 30, 11 o'clock and, you know, hopefully take some more video while right, we're out cool. there. <clears throat> well, that's good because I've also got a round tomorrow. Um, I am back in PA for the week, Scotto, and I'm playing mm-hmm. Architects Golf Course with Dan, train on Main Dan. We're playing tomorrow at 1245 at Architects' 18-hole course where basically each hole is constructed and designed in the fashion of – a famous architect. So you have a Robert Trent Jones hole, you have an old Tom Morris hole, C.B. McDonald, Devro Emmett, Walter Travis, you get the idea. Um, they're not mm-hmm. replica holes, so there's not like a 12th at Augusta, a 17th road hole at St. Andrews, but every hole is in the same vein of the architectural styles that those architects became famous for. 
So you have some redan holes, some lion's mouths, you have some moundings on, church pews, you know, all those type of, uh, uh, what do you want to say, architectural design elements that... Yeah, the, the architectural right, style. that kind of shows up of, over and yeah. over and over in those architects' holes. So that, that should be pretty cool. Um, and then you and I talked about possibly playing Monday. Yeah, um, I we'll yeah, talk about that sure. after, but I have I have a couple okay. options for you, and then we'll we'll kind of yeah, pick yeah, a place. Yeah. Um, moving on a little bit, that's where we played, where we are going to be playing. Uh, it, it got that didn't get me thinking, but I was looking over the Barbasol Championship list. Okay, the people that are going to be mm-hmm. playing there, and you know, there's some great names that are playing, or at least great names of the past. And it got me thinking about what are some of the great golf names that are out there. So I made a list of five of them for you, Scotto. And I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, hey, give me a great name. But if you can think of one, let me know. But these are the ones I came up with currently playing on tour now. Um, We've got Wes Roach. Uh, My favorite, Byron Meth. Everyone's a meth head. Uh, I like we that saw one too. Adam Shank this weekend at the JD, the John Deere. Uh, funny enough, his last name's spelled S C H E N K, but pronounced Shank. Hmm. I like Dylan Fratelli because you know of Goonies. Right. Plus, it reminds sure. me of pizza places. Uh, Tom Hoagie is another food-related name. And then my hmm. favorite golf name, Scott. Taylor Gooch. Uh, Who don't love the Gooch? The, he should only play with Matt Kuchar, <laughs> and then no one would know who's being cheered for. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, Scotto. All right, Scott, let's uh, let's go to some things we like. Oh, cool. What do you like? Uh, so I, I, I just got back right. from the range. That's funny. Cause I'm actually um, going to the range after this. So I, my plan was to, to go to the range at some point today. Um, but I got a call, a text actually last night from my, my friend who used to be the pro at the course I was a member at and that course closed. And now he kind of just gives lessons and does fittings at, uh, one of the local ranges and he texted me, and he's like, listen, uh, Ping asked me to train a new fitter in this area. Uh, we need someone to kind of be a guinea pig so I can kind of, you know, talk him through it. Would you like a free fitting? He's like, I know you're in the market to get clubs. You know, why don't you come down? So, uh, yeah, so I went down. I got my myself fitted, you know, for free for some new Pings. Um and so my my thing that I like is getting golf things for free because I know people. I, that's not even something I like, Scott. That's something I love. Mm. Can I? And I also I would like to mention my favorite uh, golf name. Um, I'm actually surprised you left him off. Um, but my my personal favorite golfer name. You got pride, Dicky Pride. <laughs> Dicky Pride. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. It's, Pride. It's spectacular. Mr. Pride. Yes. 
I don't want. Oh, go ahead. He he should only he should only play with Brian <laughs> Gay. There you have it. Hmm. There you have it. That would be a PGA Tour Live top group right there. Yeah, that that is just those two every tournament, you know, featured yeah. group. So I I I don't want there. to finish the pod without going over who we think is going to win the Open Championship and just going over some of the the great tee times out there. Ah, uh, yeah, the, 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 so I was looking at the groups before. So. All right, so I want to go over some of the the top groups, and then I want to each uh, make a pick. Now, I just did a blog over at Swing Juice on betting odds. And basically what Mm -hmm. I did is I broke down all the betting odds for like the top 15, 20 guys and and gave you an explanation as to why they would win or not win. So basically I've taken all the guesswork out of it for you. You can just go to swingjuice.com, look up. On the blog section, it's called Let's Bet on the Open Championship. I made it very simple. And you can look at the odds and see exactly who's going to win and why. I tell I, I tell you why. I basically know mm. the answer already. Yeah, I mean, if why wouldn't you listen to Dan then if he knows the answer? Right, and I'll tell you who's it. not going to win too and why. Mm. So everything is obviously mm. built in with the caveat that I know the reason. You could be you you could be wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's technically, I could be wrong, but I mean, come on, like, like I'm not gonna be. Yeah, I, I'm gonna no, pick the winner at the not. end of this, and that's the person that's gonna win. Okay. All right, first group off on round one, Darren Clark. James Sugru and long hair don't care Charlie Hoffman. Darren Clark going to be hitting the opening tee shot, which I like. I like that. It makes perfect sense. We uh, we have this is the group that I would like to follow out there if I was out there. Bubba Watson, Eddie Pepperell, and Rafa Cabrera Bello. Yeah, that that could be a lot of fun. This next group, Scott, is the group of people that probably will not speak to each other. Webb Simpson, Sergio Garcia, and C.T. Pan. Uh, I don't know. I bet you Webb and Sergio probably chat a little bit. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. There's no. I don't think many people like him, Sergio. Yeah, probably not. I'm just thinking, you know, both of them are kind of, you know, veterans. They've been out. You know, sure, a while. Webb's a God-fearing man. They've, you know, he's he's a, a good yeah. Christian. He might maybe he extends the olive branch. They've probably played together before. He might be yeah. right. You know what the problem so, with Sergio is, though. You yeah. extend the olive branch, and then he then he breaks it or he throws it into the pond. Ooh, you yeah, know? that could happen. Um, definitely could happen. Here is. I'm going to give everyone a hint. 10.20 tea time, first day. 3.21 tea time, second day. Here is the group that the winner will come out of. Ricky Fowler, Kevin Kisner, and Hideki Matsuyama. I can tell you which one yet, but that's where the winner's hmm. going to come from. Uh, okay. That's, I mean, all three of them are mm-hmm, solid mm-hmm. picks. 
Um, <clears throat> our boy Brooks playing with Louis Ustazen and Shabunka Sharma. Hmm. Yeah, I was at least at those one. are fast guys. So so Brooks isn't going to get pissed at, at yeah. that slow play. You got the big dog, the goat, playing with Matt Wallace and Patrick Reed. The goat and and, and Patrick Reed actually just uh, played a practice round together. Um, the fact that Patrick Reed was playing a practice round with someone, I find to right, be pretty especially surprising. with Tiger. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if maybe Tiger is using practice rounds to kind of like start the interview process for his um, captain's picture. Yeah, the yeah possibly, possibly. You got to wonder why he plays with a dude like Patrick Reed, unless, unless knowing Tiger and the fact that that he's got this psychological advantage. I think he might play with Patrick Reed because. That's one person you can completely take out of the tournament. You play a practice round with him, you destroy him in the practice round, and then you make that guy realize that he has no chance playing with you on Thursday and Friday. Hmm. That's true, because Patrick Reed has you know supreme confidence in his own abilities. So if Tiger goes out there and, and you know shows him who's boss, yeah, I mean, well, maybe. What do I know? I mean. <coughs> Excuse me. Who knows? I'm gonna give you yeah. Could I'm gonna correct. give you three groups. That's nine people coming up, okay? Okay. And uh, ah, dang it. Yeah, you'll know this one guy. There's only one guy you'll know out of these. I will probably mess up all the pronunciations. I apologize to these pros that made it into the Open Championship, which is which is an honor, and shows how good of a golfer you are. But they are as follows, Scott. Adrian Otogwe. Yuta mm-hmm. Ikeda. You know him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Isidro Benitez, Yoshinori Fujimoto, Doyeb Moon, Andrew Wilson, Gun Jarankul, Yosuke Asagi, and Ashton Turner. I feel like I know Ashton Turner. Who's going to have the highest finish out of those? Uh... That's definitely not Ashton Turner that I know. Um, I'm going to go with Gun. Oh, Gun Charnacle. Gun Charnacle, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, he's going to be the, the jazz Jenna oh. Watnod of the, the Open Championship. Okay, I'm going to go with Adrian Otagwe. Okay. But that's that's all I've got to say about that. Uh, yeah, Ashton Turner, there's also a cricketer. Named Ashton Turner. Very, very famous so name. That when you, when you Google that, that's the first guy who comes up. Before we get into our pick, Scott, let's just go over... Oh, he has... This Ashton Turner has his... The golfer Ashton Turner has his own website. However, it he must have not paid the bill because it doesn't work. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, and... Yeah trying to figure out where he is in the official world golf rankings probably down there but that's a yeah. all right so before we get into our picks and get out of here let's thank our sponsors train on main you can find them at train-on-main.com and on instagram swingjuice.com and swingjuice on instagram and our newest sponsor uh big time thanks to doug at mulligans golf that's m-u-l-l-i-g-a-n-z look for them on instagram twitter as well as mulligans golf online 
Scott and I are going to have the Mulligans Golf giveaway on Thursday. We're actually going to have two giveaways from them. We're going to start off with a hat, a nice, awesome fitted hat, and then we'll do a T-shirt later on. And I think, Scott, we'll do something where the fitted hat, you can win it by probably predicting maybe the winner of the Open or possibly someone that's not going to make the cut, something like that. Well, why don't we do two? Why don't we do one on Friday, you know, someone who won't okay, miss so the cut. Biggest, biggest surprise to miss the cut. Okay, let's, and that, let's, then let's that's a gray that. area that you and I can pick from the, the people that put in their entries. Okay. Exactly. And then, and, then, and then we'll do another one on Sunday for the winner. Uh, we could do that. We could do that, Scott. We'll split it up into two. I'll post the Instagram post. I'll start it tomorrow and then we'll let it play for two days and then we'll well three days sorry till till friday that's good all right i like it scott before we get out of here give us your winner all right so i'm torn between two guys uh one seems to be the only sort of like big name player who's on form from what i've seen recently and that's John Rahm. So he's my my pick. However, I also don't want to you know knock Brooks Kepka out because his caddy's from Portrush. So uh, I'm still sticking with Rahm as my pick, but I would not be surprised if Kepka took another okay. one this year. All right. I mean, who would be surprised if Kepka won? Nobody. I uh, no one, but you know. I think it's interesting. The whole entire podcast, we did not talk about Rory McIlroy because obviously that's the big story, and we don't need to go there because that's everywhere. Being from there, quote unquote, his home mm-hmm. course, uh, but really, you know, it's just Northern Ireland boy w- wasn't born in that town or anything. Um, right. So we're not going to touch on that. He's also not my winner. I think he's going to finish dead last or miss the cut. Okay, too much pressure on him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to end the podcast, Scott, by telling you exactly who's going to win. All right, so get your money out. If you're over in the UK, go to a bookie. Go to a better. If you're in Vegas, do the same. If you're near an internet source, a computer, go online. Put your money on the only man that has a chance to win the Open Championship, Scotto. Kevin Kisner. Okay. That's, that's your winner. I, I mean, I have, I have nothing to say that would He's a killer. that pick. A murderer. He is. Steal your soul, step on your throat. He is. He's, Match play champ. And he's got he's got a big win this year. Um, and he's number and, five in race to Dubai. You know, he's going to Dubai, yeah, Scott. So he doesn't even play the European Tour. Uh, my guess is he's not going. The, the, the race to Dubai is kind of crazy because it always ends up being like a bunch of PGA Tour guys, right? At the top. That do not play the PGA. Uh, that don't play the European Tour. It's insane. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I think Kepka was one last year because of the, the two majors. But then the thing is, they never play the European Tour quote unquote end of year playoff events, so they can never yeah. win. Yeah, exactly. Like you should have to play a certain amount of actual Euro right. Tour events for your you know World Golf Championships slash major. Right, that's the thing. All these guys get these points from the WGCs and the majors, which is nuts. And Kevin Kisner is going to get maybe even more from winning ho- the Open. Yeah, maybe they're just hoping like one one year like Phil was going to just play. 
Yeah. Uh, Scott, Phil is in the middle of the woods on a fasting diet, drinking nothing but coffee, mm. losing 15 pounds, and wearing all black. That is his open championship preparation. I mean, the all black, you know, you're going to stay on brand. Why not? Think black coffee, too? Um, yeah, with, like, probably drops of CBD yeah. oil. He's probably just drinking an entire cup of CBD oil right now. Hmm. Uh, there's a good chance of it. Out in the woods, why not? People, follow us on Twitter, at Leave the Pin. Go to our Instagram, at Leave the Pin. We made it easy for you. I changed the Twitter over, Scott, to just Leave the Pin. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Email us at leavethepinin at gmail.com. Give us a call on our Google number, 843-608-0013. Get in touch with us. Stay on the lookout for our Instagram story for the big giveaway for Mulligan's Golf. Check out Kevin Kisner winning the Open and Brooks Kepka and John Rahm finishing a tie for second. And what else, Scott? Oh, anything? Nah. Set that clock early if you want to watch a little Golf Live because... You know, it's on way early in the morning. Don't tune in at, like, 3 o'clock like normal and expect to get live golf coverage because that thing's going to be over for Look, hours. lay yourself out a black-on-black-on-black outfit, get some black coffee, put some CB drops in it, and uh, get up early to watch Phil and the gang over at the Open Championship. Right, my man? All right, people. Yep. Either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Be good. <laughs>